Welcome back to Made in March. Today is Selection Sunday. Could not come soon enough. The day's finally here, boys. The most anticipated day of the year, honestly, until the tournament starts. Absolutely. So we're here with our Bracket Breakdown podcast. We're going to go through every first-round game, even share some of our later picks that we might have going on. But, obviously, we've got a very special surprise for you. If you've been a long-time listener, you know Luke. He's a staple of Made in March. He made the trip all the way out here to the University of Wisconsin from Iowa just to record this episode. Luke, do you have anything to say to the listeners? Uh, I appreciate you guys grinding listening to the boys without me. I know it's obviously very tough when I'm not not here. Um, But I'm not. I'm I'm glad to be back with the boys talking March Madness on this great Selection Sunday. Yeah, ready to let her rip. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Made in March Podcast. And uh, we have our bracket challenge going on right now. Um, Alex, you want to key them in on that? Yeah, so we are doing a, hosting a little bracket challenge on ESPN. It is free to join. I'd like to make that very clear. Free to join, and the winner will be getting $40 from us. Likely it ain't much, but it's honest work. You yeah, know? And it's, it's literally the definition of free money. So free yeah. cash. Free money. There see, you go. see if you can beat the best. There you go. Yep, so basically the group name for it is just made in March. No underscores or anything. Space is so, between each word. Yep, it's public, so you guys can just join if you'd like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the winner will get a nice prize. Yeah, and it's on ESPN, obviously, so you can just search it up there. I don't want to wait any longer. Should we get right into this bracket? Yep. I should. Can we, can we discuss the first four games first? Because honestly, I want to talk about the teams that got left out a little bit. I feel like that might be like a cross that bridge when we get to it sort of thing. Okay. Um, unless you feel very strongly about it. I mean, I, I don't feel like Wichita State should have been in. Who do you think should have been in instead of Wichita State? Not Louisville. Colorado State? Colorado State, I would, I'll hear that. And by the way, uh, this helps if you have a, your bracket in front of you, obviously, while listening to this, so you can kind of see the games as we go over them. I mean, yeah. it, it did strike me in the wrong way that Wichita State was um, rated ahead of Drake in the last 4N. That bothered me a little bit. But that's where you're like, nitpicking? you're fine, you're nitpicking, yeah. Yeah, but they were trying to screw Drake out of this tournament, but they could not <laughs> screw the dog. You know what, Luke? It's so good to have you back, They man. could not screw the dog. We missed, we missed this this energy, this passion on Maiden March. Oh, yes. Uh, Wesley, you want to introduce the first game? Uh, yeah, so we'll start in the uh, top quadrant in the West. We'll start off with Gonzaga, number one seed, 1-1, one, one, so the num- overall number one seed, taking on Norfolk State or App State playing game. So, I mean, I think... It's going to have to be a classic from here. We're going with the Zags by 40. Yep. I think Zags that's around the horn. I think this no one sees the Zags team losing, especially in the first round, to a, to a 16 seed, especially after an undefeated season, no matter what conference you're in. We have talked and we have thought that it would be cool if Norfolk State would somehow win and get to face Missouri again like they did back in the day. Yeah, in 2012 when they beat Missouri as a 15 seed. That was a crazy game. But it's not going to happen. No, and no. even if Appalachian State wins a playing game, they're going to lose by 40 because the Zags are that good. Yeah, exactly. There's no way around it. You just you just can't argue it. And uh, we'll kind of go down the bracket here on the west side. Then the next game is Oklahoma-Missouri. And honestly... A little 8-9 matchup. There. Honestly, looking, just like looking around at all these 8-9 matchups, there's a lot of like ones that you're just like, wow, where do I go? You can see like either team winning. But for me personally, this game... Is Oklahoma all the way? Through. And that's interesting you say that, Wesley, because last episode you said you were in panic mode on Oklahoma. You said you were, I you like were really draw. panicking. I like their draw. You just like the draw. You don't think Missouri's that talented? Nope, not at all. And yeah, there's proven to be frauds, and we kind of called this a month ago. So yeah, Alex, who do you have in that game? Yeah, I think this was probably the easiest eight nine matchup for me to pick. I like Oklahoma in this game. 
I just don't really see Missouri being that good of a team. I think they had one good win over Bama and not much more, and they've been struggling as of late. Even though Oklahoma's been playing bad, I think they are the more talented and better team. I'm right there with you. I mean, Oklahoma, sure, they've lost five of their last six. That's not exactly what you want going into March Madness. However, that's in the Big 12. You know, they're playing Oklahoma State, they're playing Texas, they're playing Kansas, they're playing teams like that that are top three, four seeds in this bracket. And Brady Manick has been heating up a little bit better lately. They need their guards to step up, but I think Missouri is an overrated team, and I think, yeah, this is a good draw for Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And something that kind of stood out to me was the way Oklahoma shoots the ball versus the way Missouri shoots the ball. Oklahoma shoots the ball way better. Missouri turns the ball over a lot more. Um, and when you play Oklahoma, Oklahoma can control the pace of the game. If it's a half-court game, Missouri's an extremely stagnant offense. Going to be a lot of turnovers, a lot of forced shots. I think Oklahoma wins this one by about 10 points. Yeah, I think if Missouri wants to win this game, like you mentioned, they're not a good three-point shooting team at all. I think they need it to be kind of like a dogfight, kind of like a scrappy game, not really clean, and just like hopefully they can win the hustle plays, I guess, is how I see Missouri. Yeah, they need an off-shooting night from Oklahoma, definitely, to win the game. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. And then moving down more in the West, I'd say this is the first game where we're going to have some controversy here. Creighton, the five seed, taking on UCSB, the winners of the Big West, I believe. Yep. Um, little 12-5 matchup. Little 12-5 Always matchup. fun to pick. Always fun. And I think we have a little bit of indecisiveness between our uh, between our group here, so I'll, I can kind of start off with what I picked. Now, I know that about three weeks ago I said Creighton is very fraudulent, whatever. They're not, they're not meant for the ranking super overrated team. Mm-hmm. But in this matchup, what scares me is that UCSB does not have – a win in the top 75 net at all. I mean, I know you can argue net's kind of like weak or whatever, but like a top, not a top 75 net win this whole year. Have they played anyone in the top 75 net, though? That's the real question because the Big West is not that competitive of a conference, and I don't know if they're out of conference schedule is that difficult either. I do not know if they've played anybody in the top 25. I did not look that up, but honestly, I don't know. I just see Creighton winning this game. I'm, I'm banking on the, uh, the leadership of Marcus Zagorowski. I'm hoping Denzel Mahoney can get it going. Luke kind of has been saying off uh, off podcast that like he's been struggling as a recent, and they need him to play well, and I believe that he's going to play well, and they're going to get this win here. I mean, I really don't think they're going to get this win. <clears throat> like, the Gauchos are a bunch of dogs, all right? Let's get that straight first. They, sl- they basically just walked right through that Big West tournament, and that's not, and that might sound easy, but that's not as easy to do when you're a team in the Big West. Um, we saw UC Irvine do the same thing a few years ago and then go on and beat Kansas State pretty handily. And honestly, Denzel Mahoney, away from home, he can't get it done. I, I've given up. In the in the two Big big East tournament games, he was one for 13 and one for nine. Um, and then he had two good games. He had two good games before that, or two decent ones, but those were both at home. And then you look at the game where they went on the road to Virginia, and what did Denzel Mahoney do? One for six. Yeah. So his shooting percentage when he is not playing at home is awful. Obviously, he can contribute to the team in some ways still, but they need him to step up offensively, and I just don't think he's going to get it done at a neutral site. I'm absolutely with you on that pick. I got 12-seeded University of California, Santa Barbara, winning that game. They're hot right now. I think in their past 15, 16 games, they've only lost one. Sure, subpar competition, mm. that's noted. But when you get these mid-majors, it's rarely are they going to have great competition. They've got the Big West Player of the Year, Ja'Cory McLaughlin, on their team. Never hurts. And... You know, I was I have not been high on Creighton at all this year. Yeah. I think that they have too many off shooting nights. I think they rely a little too heavily sometimes on Mitch Ballack having a really good game for them. I, I got I got UCSB in this game and I 
feel pretty confident in it. I mean, the UC Irvine Anteaters, who normally come out of that conference, at least in recent history, they absolutely had their way with them in the Big West final game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, UCSB. Fair, UCSB got some revenge. UC Irvine swept them in the regular season in the beginning exactly. of the season. So, getting some revenge later on. In the, I just think, uh, in the I think they're heating up at the right time of year. And, and I think that indicates um, that revenge, that they're, that they're really starting to come together as a team and really starting to figure it out. Yeah, like, UCSB is really hot right now. You can't deny that. Ja'Cory McLaughlin, as Charlie mentioned, he's he's a dog out there. They're a scrappy team. They force a lot of turnovers. But I just think Zagorowski is going to be able to lead this team to a victory. Mm-hmm. You need think, a secondary player, don't you? You they, think you think Zag can get it done by himself? I they mean, have plenty of pieces. I don't think Denzel Mahoney and Mitch Ballack have been getting it done recently. If, if you're going to pick mean, a secondary player... I mean, they have Christian Bishop as well. It has Damian to be Jefferson. Damian Jefferson. Damian Jefferson's got to be the guy. I don't know. It's not like Creighton's been playing bad. They lost to a hot Georgetown team. I mean, you well, can say that's a bad loss, but they then they beat UConn. They beat UConn. I don't know. I think Creighton's going to be just fine in this game. Alex picking the Big East team. Not really... If you know us, that's not really too surprising. Not too surprising. <laughs> I got another Big East team getting upset. So. All right, so, we'll see. Okay, so we had a little debate there. Um, who's right, who's wrong? <clears throat> I mean, if you want to be on the right side, I'd say go with the Gauchos. But I would some, agree. Some other people may say go with the Blue Jays at Creighton. You, you just, heard our analysis. Make your decision based on the facts. You just said like 30 seconds of words and at the same time said nothing right there. That's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard someone say so, little, so much. But it's, so like, it's like a Derek Jeter post-game interview where he just talks for like hours and it's just like you don't get any substance out of it. <laughs> just absolutely nothing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on to the next game. We got four-seeded Virginia Cavaliers facing the 13-seed Ohio out of, uh, I believe, Mac. hashtag Mac. Hashtag Maction. Give me Ohio. Why? Split. I'm with you, but I want to hear your reasoning I'm taking here. Ohio. Their guard, Jason Preston, yes. stat stuffer. He does everything for Ohio. Mm-hmm. And Virginia has a lot of COVID problems right now. They're going to be quarantined in mm-hmm. Virginia up until Thursday. They won't be traveling to Indiana until Friday morning, yes. the day of their game. I think it's the day before. I think they play. Oh, they play Saturday. Wait, they. I think they might. They might play Saturday. Oh, but you're right. Yeah, I think that. Uh, yeah. So they're. But still, traveling the day before a game. Normally, you want to get that. Like yeah, practice. Yeah, you, you want to get there. A little earlier than that. So, and you all. We also don't know what players could possibly be missing from Virginia. So mm-hmm. this is also influencing me to take Ohio, and they looked really good in the MAC tourney, defeating Toledo, which we were like pretty high on, I guess to say. Uh, coming out could possibly be a twelve well, Toledo. I mean, that was the favorite in the MAC. That was the favorite in the MAC, and they defeated them in the in the semis. They defeated them handily too, and then they destroyed Buffalo in the finals. So yeah, it was a butt whooping. I'm with you, boys. I got Ohio in this game as well. I just I was kind of like, I don't know who to pick in this game, and then that whole COVID, you know, it was put me over the hump. I got Ohio, and I actually have them going to the Sweet 16 too. I think they play with like kind of a blue collar style. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, give me Ohio. Uh, I think this Virginia team is not going to get upset, and I'm going to tell you why. I think Jay Huff. As a leader, he remembers what happened back in the UMBC game, and he and he has been playing out of his mind this season, sixty percent from the field, um, and honestly, he's been just under fifty percent from three. He's led this team, and they facilitate through him, and it looks really good when they do. And the way that Virginia does the fundamentals this year, I think, are even better than usual. They're shooting eighty-two percent from from the line as a team, and to get upset, I think you need a team that's going to make make the make the little mistakes and I don't think Virginia is going to do that here so I'd say give me the Cavs that's fair but if you look at Virginia's resume as a whole from this year it is it's not really a four seed resume they don't have very many wins that they can hang their hat on and they've got some losses that really kind of make you go "Ooh, boy exactly 
And like, what if they shut down Jay Huff? I don't think they really have a second. Jay Huff is a player you have to shut down. Like, Jay Huff is, what, he's going to get you 10 points. You need to stop Sam Hauser. Yeah, I agree. Sam Hauser is going to be a mismatch for Ohio. That's the player you got to stop if you're an Ohio fan. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a good game, though. I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree. Uh, moving down more in the West, we got USC taking the first uh, notable playing game, we could say. Uh, playing game, Wichita State versus Drake. And I think... Six seed versus 11 six, seed. Six, 11 seed, yeah. Depends on who wins this game, obviously. But honestly, in my opinion, I'm taking Wichita State or Drake to beat USC in this game. For me personally, I would feel much more confident with Drake winning this game just because of how Wichita State played in the AC tournament. And it was kind of a little bit scary watching that, but... I'm taking Drake or Wichita State to beat USC in this game, personally. I'm with you. I mean, we have harped on all year how bad the Pac-12 has been this year. Mm-hmm. And sure, USC is maybe like towards <laughs> the top of the Pac-12, but they're not without their bad losses within Pac-12 play. Exactly. And, I mean, Wichita State and Drake, I love the way Drake was playing earlier in the year. They won like 15 straight games to start the year. Mm-hmm. They have only, they what do they have, Loyola. four losses on the year, something like that? Uh, yes, they have four and losses. And two of them were to Loyola, who was a really good team, exactly, as yep. we'll get to later. And they still got a win over Loyola, too. Mm-hmm. So. And Wichita State, sure, they got bounced in the AAC mm-hmm. tournament, but they've shown that they've got a lot of grit and that they play well together as a team. Mm-hmm. I've got either Wichita State or Drake. I know I'm going pretty upset heavy in this region. It's not going to be like that for all my regions, but I just don't think USC is that good of a team. I agree, yeah. I kind of was liking them earlier in the year, but I'm off. I have Wichita State or Drake as well. Obviously, the player to watch for USC is Evan Mobley. Um, I just don't think USC has enough guards to compete with either Wichita State or Drake. I like the backcourt for both those teams. I think whichever team wins the playing game also gets it done. I love Drake's energy. I would take Drake over USC. However, I would not take Wichita State over USC. Let's not forget that Wichita State is coming off a loss to Cincinnati without Keith Williams for much of the game. And Keith Williams was Cincinnati's big player, and that's pretty much the reason they went on a run. And then when Keith Williams was kind of injured again in the finals, they got pounded. Mm -hmm. And that Cincinnati loss doesn't look great to me. To give up a lot of points, or to give up 60-plus points to a team like that without their best player... Not not very convincing to me. And USC can score the basketball. However, Drake's defense, on the other hand, they are hounds on that side of the ball. I love the energy that Drake has with Tramel Murphy. David Brody down low could definitely give Evan Mobley some problems with his strength. Um, and honestly, when it comes down to it, if you're in a low-scoring game, free throws. What's USC shoot from the line as a team? 64%. Yeah, that's not And that's idea. bad. That's got to be one of the worst in Power 5. When it comes to March Madness, you do not want to be shooting 65% from the line Absolutely at all. not. Yeah, and then Drake's backcourt, I, I think, is pretty good with um, Tremel Murphy leading the charge. I, just, I, yeah. I love this Drake team. I think that if they beat Wichita State, which is not a given, um, mm-hmm. but it's something that we don't have to pick, thankfully. Uh, yeah. I think that they go on to beat USC. However, if Wichita State wins, my rationale is that USC wins. Yeah, I like the take. Moving down in the West, we got a three fourteen matchup: Kansas taking on Eastern Washington. Kansas is also a team that has been dealing with a COVID scenario. You could say they were um, booted from the Big Twelve <laughs> tournament due to a positive COVID test. And I don't think that it will impact them a lot. I heard they might be without some players for this game, though, if I'm They're not mistaken. three in this first round. And that includes David McCormack, right? Yes. I believe David so, McCormack yes. is one, and then the other two I don't think play, really. And I think I think it's because I don't think it's because he tested positive, but because contact tracing. Contact tracing, mm, I think. With, I actually think McCormack did test positive. So then he's going to be out for at least, what, 10 days? Is that, 10 days, know, 10 is that, days, is that the NCAA yeah. protocol? NCAA is 10 days. But yeah. you don't know when he tested 
yeah. positive. So we don't really know, but we know that for that first game, they're for sure going to be without some players. Yes. And possibly later than that, I, I think Kansas obviously easily handles Eastern Washington regardless mm-hmm. of missing those three players. Mm-hmm. I think we're on the same page here for that one, right? Yeah. But, you know, it could affect them later down the road. Let's say Drake wins that matchup and it's Kansas versus Drake. If Kansas is a little shorthanded, could affect a few things. Yeah. In my bracket, I don't have that happening. But it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Exactly, especially if they're down a couple players. As soon as as, as you get farther in the tournament, obviously competition's increasing, and ha- not having key players is going to be detrimental to mm-hmm. the team. Yeah, make a big run. So. Kansas was playing good basketball before they went out to it. Looked like they were fading a little bit at the end of January, but then Bill Self got the boys got the boys going a little mm-hmm. bit, yeah. um, and they went on a huge streak and big win over Baylor, obviously mm-hmm. down the stretch. Yep, um, and the only really lost that they had was to Texas in overtime by three points, and Texas is a good That's why team. I would have wanted to see them finish out the Big 12 tournament, because yeah. they were kind of hitting their stride at the right time. They were feeding McCormack. Christian Brown was finding his stride. Held Oklahoma to 15 points and a half. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. I like Kansas in this game as well. The only thing that concerns me is their recent scare against UTEP when they were down 15 to yeah. a very bad UTEP team. And then also McCormack, because I think Kansas's offense is at its best when they're feeding McCormack. So without him, Lightfoot, Mitch Lightfoot's going to have to step in, and I feel like they're going to have to run a similar style of offense and feed him. Because Lightfoot's, he's not great. He's no David McCormack, but exactly, he's yeah. okay. He can yeah. get the job done. I think he can definitely fill in against Eastern Washington, so we're unanimous there. Um, 7-10 matchup, Oregon VCU. <clears throat> this was one of my tougher games to pick of the first round. I think it's a real 50-50. VCU plays great defense. And Charlie mentioned at the end of the A-10 tournament against uh, the Bonnies, St. Bonaventure, they were swarming on the press. Swarming. VCU's press, it looked like those old Bob Huggins teams of, like, 2014 on West Virginia. Just, they would not let St. Bonaventure cross half court. Mm-hmm. And they kind of put up a little fight there at the end. Mm-hmm. But I was with you, Wesley. This was a hard game for me to pick. Who'd mm-hmm. you end up choosing? I choose, chose Oregon in this game, although they got bounced um, in the Pac-12 tournament. I think that they've been looking really good as of recent. I'm not going to let that one game scare me, I guess, away from this. I think that they can overcome VCU's uh, defensive prowess, as some would say. But I don't think VCU's got enough offensive firepower to keep up with Oregon, personally. I 100% agree with that. Oregon, all five starters average double figures. Mm -hmm. So I like Oregon. Obviously, VCU's a very good defensive team. I just don't think it's going to be enough to, to stop Oregon's offense. See, for me, when it came to picking this game, I thought this was a classic pick em game. You know, mm-hmm. I had trouble deciding between it. But at the end of the day, you know, I dug deep down and I found my morals. You know, the rules that I go by, and that is that the Pac-12 is just not that good this year. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go against the Pac-12 team. I'll go with the A-10. A-10's not great by any means exactly. either. But yeah. I really liked the way VCU played in the A-10 uh, championship game today. They were swarming. They played with passion. I just think they're a team of dogs. I got 10 C to VCU. Uh, I'm I'm siding with Charlie on this one. I mean, today uh, in the championship when they lost to St. Bonaventure, um, that was the first time they gave up over 70 points since it looks like the last time was also St. Bonaventure in January. So, And this St. Bonaventure team, very good team. Do they have a tough draw with LSU? We'll get to that later. But at the same time, I think VCU, not too bad of of a loss at all to St. Bonaventure, uh, I think the A-10 is better than people think. I think that VCU does have a bunch of dogs, and I think Oregon's not ready for the swarm. Yeah, the key for VCU is if they can like kind of play the game at their pace, make it a defensive battle, that's mm-hmm. what they'll need to do. Exactly, yeah, that'll control the game. And then obviously this last two fifteen matchup, Grand Canyon versus Iowa. Grand Canyon has a pretty good resume. They have a win over Nevada, I know, and they're a pretty good offensive team. 
but I think we're probably all going to be unanimously, 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 holy cow, deciding <laughs> here that I was going to be beating Grand Canyon in this game. I think Luca Garza is, no matter what 15 seed that you matched up against, no one can guard Luca Garza on that team. That's just what it comes down to. Yeah, last I checked, Grand Canyon was an online school. <laughs> exactly. So, it's school. As I think far we all I got concerned. Iowa. Yeah, I have Iowa here, but I think I have Iowa getting beat in the next round. By Oregon, wow. By Oregon. Okay, putting your nuts on the table there. Yeah, drop just, them down. Drop them a down. terrible pick. But Luke, I think you know you haven't been here in a while. It's your chance to rant about Iowa. How do you feel about them? They're your hometown team. Uh, I think Iowa's ready to go for this tournament. I think they actually played Illinois pretty well. I mean, you had two mistakes uh, that shouldn't happen. Like at the end of the first half, CJ Frederick turns it over uh, two points the other way um, when it should have been either zero points or two points for Iowa. So that's a four point swing right there. And then you have Jordan Bohannon turning it over right after Iowa gets momentum. They're down four. At the end of the game, Curbelo gives to Iowa, who dunks it. I mean, I'd say Iowa's been playing pretty good basketball, and I think that even though uh, Grand Canyon, underrated team, Iowa is going to come out ready. They are pissed that they did not get to play last year. I think they were ready to make a huge run last year, and they've been waiting all year for this. And Luca Garza, he's going to come and out Jordan ready. Jordan <laughs> Bohannon and the scene and and those like those two seniors gonna gonna have huge games. Because even if Garza's getting clamped by seven footers, which you can't clamp Garza, he will dish it out to Wieskamp, Frederick, Bohannon. They're going to be firing on all cylinders. Don't forget Keegan Murray off the bench. He's going to have a huge game, too. I agree. Yeah, CJ Frederick's kind of the key addition back. He was hurt for, I think, four or five games, and they kind of looked lacking defensively, more lacking than they normally are because they're a pretty bad defensive team. <clears throat> but CJ Frederick's a good get back for them. And that pretty much is the whole West region there. We'll kind of move down into the East region. Um, unlike what Greg Gumbel did and move over to the South region, we'll go down top to bottom. I like the choice. Good call there, Wes. Uh, we'll start with Michigan at Mount St. Mary's. It's a, or Texas Southern. It's a play-in game. I think we're all going to have Michigan in this game. Um, I believe unanimous. at least. Unanimous. I unanimous. <laughs> yep. Unanimous Michigan pick there. But there is someone we need to note about Michigan. Alex, uh, would you like to explain the whole injury stuff that Michigan's going through? Yeah, so uh, recently Isaiah Livers, what was it, a leg injury? Foot. I think it's foot a, injury. a foot something. He's always ankle, dealing with some foot sort or of ankle, Something with a foot or ankle. Yep, so he was out indefinitely for their last game against Ohio State. And they obviously lost that game in a close one by, I think, one or two points. But his status is... In kind question. of unknown. I don't think he's gonna play. No, he's not gonna play for at in the least first a couple, couple rounds. Yeah, that's for sure. So that's that's a thing to note. As obviously Livers senior starter, great player. So I mean, we'll see. It's a huge loss. For yeah, Michigan. he's a key piece on Michigan. Obviously, it's not gonna affect them in the first round. I mean, it could affect them in the second round against LSU or St. Bonaventure, which we'll get to. I don't see it being that way because I still think Michigan's a great team. Mm. I think Juwan Howard is an easy choice for Coach of the Year, I even agree. though he tried to fight Mark Turgeon the other day. Um, he would <laughs> I, actually, I actually think he deserves it more for trying to fight. <laughs> Almost, him. yeah. The people wanted to see it. But, for yeah, Michigan around the horn here. Luke, obviously you as well. Easy money. Yeah, easy money. Knock it down, Chondi. He's going to have to step up. Yeah. Corner three specialist. Yeah, exactly. Livers. And Livers is like an NBA-type prospect, so that's a huge loss for them and the leader of that team, arguably, in my opinion. So, big loss. Moving down in the East, we got LSU versus St. Bonaventure at the 8-9 matchup. This is another tough tough gun. This This is a tough one. I think I might be on my own island for this game. Did you guys all have LSU? I have LSU in this game, yes. I have LSU. That SEC tournament run, was that really did something for me. I mean, you guys were, I know Alex and Charlie at least were all, you guys were both really skeptical, and so was I starting to become very skeptical of LSU coming down the stretch before the SEC tournament. 
They looked like they were uninspired on defense. And and throughout the SEC tournament, they were actually putting in some effort on defense, and they were passing the ball a lot better. And Cameron Thomas is finally starting to knock down some threes at a consistent rate. I like LSU in this game. I like LSU, too. The SEC tournament run was quite impressive. They played Bama very good yesterday. I was really impressed. Obviously, they came up just short, but their offense was good, and their defense looked a little bit better in that game. Trenton Watford's been playing Mm -hmm. incredible. The Bonnies are hot, too, though, which is why this game is so tough to pick. I agree. I just think LSU and Cam Thomas hitting shots is is pretty dangerous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, LSU, I've got the Bonnies in this game, by the way. Um, LSU is obviously peaking at the right time of the year. I would it would be remiss for me not to say that. But so are the Bonnies. The Bonnies won the A ten tournament. They controlled every game they played in, to be honest. Yeah. And all five starters are juniors. They've got experience. You can tell that they've been playing together as a team for quite some time now. And they can slow down the game. Yes, LSU likes to play up tempo, but mm-hmm. the Bonnies are a very good defensive team. And I don't think LSU is a very good defensive team. I think that might yeah. let the Bonnies score more points. Give me the Bonnies. I mean, LSU also averages about, like, 10 more points a game than the Bonnies already. So the defensive effort can help kind of maybe even close that gap. So if it closed that gap at the end of the day, it's about what team can create. Well, yeah, but that's that's because they have completely different playing styles. The Bonnies like to keep it low scoring. The Bonnies like to keep it low scoring. You're saying saying the Bonnies are a team that doesn't score many points is what I'm hearing. They they also play good defense. Like, LSU scores a lot of points but plays bad defense, so it's not like... You can't say they average ten more a game and just leave it at that. This, well, I mean, well, I'm, sa- I'm saying, yeah, they can close that gap. What you're arguing, but then I would say, who, what team can go get their own shot better? I think that's LSU. Um, I know LSU doesn't share the rock, but they have been sharing it a lot better as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bonnies actually are very good, like averaging like 15 assists a game. Uh, Mike Smith did that in one game for Michigan, by the way. <laughs> yeah, stud. Um, but anyway, I think I think when you look at LSU, I think Javante Smart's a leader. I think he can control the tempo. No hair, don't care. Uh, and then I think obviously Cam Thomas can go get his own shot. Javante Smart and create for others. I think that it's Javante Smart. That's the reason why LSU wins this game. Yeah, these, these two teams are like polar opposites. It's so crazy. It's going to be interesting. To see LSU is no defense, all offense, as many points as possible. St. Bonnie's is not many points, slow the game down as much as possible, and clamp up. It's crazy. It's we'll see what play style wins out. Should be a, that's going to be a fun game to watch. I, I agree. I um, totally agree. But moving down in the bracket, we've got 5-seeded Colorado coming out of the Pac-12, playing 12-seeded Georgetown, who was not supposed to make the tournament. They were a bid stealer mm-hmm. as they won the Big East Conference tournament. Let's go to the Big East specialist over here. Alex, do you have Georgetown winning this game? See, I, I did. I just changed as of about two minutes Whoa, ago. Whoa, okay. Ooh. Right now, I'm, I'm rolling with Colorado strictly because of McKinley Wright. Georgetown has been playing better behind Javon Blair, Kudus Wahab, and Jamarco Pickett, but I just don't think this Georgetown team's very good. Like, they had a great run. They had a Mickey Mouse run to the oh, championship. Oh, no, they did not. You do not yes, beat teams did. by 30 points and call it a Mickey Mouse run. You do, <laughs> not beat, you do not beat a top 25 team by 30 points call it a Mickey Mouse run. You do not beat Marquette, who you thought could win the Big East tournament, by 25 to 30 points and call it a Mickey Mouse run. That's two games where they won by 30 listen, points. Listen, listen. That is not a Mickey Marquette Mouse run. Noted. They are so, Luke, Marquette who do you noted. have in this game? <laughs> Marquette, noted Mickey Mouse team. Georgetown, noted Mickey Mouse team. No, no er, not Villanova. noted. No, Villanova. Villanova. not anymore. Villanova, no Con Gillespie. Mickey Mouse team. And yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. Jay Wright can't coach who did they team play? to success. Seton yeah. Hall? Like, Seton Hall's, they're not they, in a tournament. They, beat by they stink. And then they beat Creighton. Okay, congrats. By 30. One nice win. And you have like, Creighton in your Sweet 16, right, Alex? Correct, because they, <laughs> they're not even getting a legitimate four seed. They're playing Ohio in the second round. Okay, Alex. Okay. 
Let me let me break this down for you. Listen, folks. McKinley Wright's just gonna dominate this game. Let me break this down for you folks, okay? The fellas. They, at home. When they played Villanova, they're down by eleven with what? Seven minutes left? Eight minutes left? <clears throat> Georgetown's resilient. And they came back and they carried that firepower all the way to a Big East championship. And I don't think that this Colorado Buffaloes team is gonna slow him down because McKinley Wright can do a lot, but he can't do absolutely everything to beat a Georgetown team that is this hot right now. Like you said, Kudus Wahab, Javon Blair has been playing extremely well. Um, I think it's their center off the bench has also been playing super well. And Georgetown, they have been a scrappy team. They've been defensively sound. They haven't been turning the ball over. And Patrick Ewing, he's been, I, I he's think. Improved I, I know, he's improved his stock. I know, I, know, I know Alex doesn't like Patrick Ewing, but with this Georgetown team playing the way they are, I, you gotta give, yeah, I give big credit to Patrick Ewing. Yeah. And he has a very good recruiting class coming in next year, by the way. Yeah. I'm with you, Luke. I, I got Georgetown. I got the Hoyas. Javon Blair, the way he played in the Big East tournament, it just screams March Madness sleeper, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. And Colorado, when I was watching Selection Sunday, I got to be honest, after they lost to Oregon State last night in the Pac-12 championship game, I did not think they were getting a five seed. I almost didn't even think they were getting a six seed. I thought they were more like a seven seed. And I'm just sticking, once again, to my roots, that the Pac-12 is just not good, and I'm picking against the Pac-12 for mm-hmm. the third straight pick here, I guess. Give me the Hoyas. Sure that they didn't play good at the beginning of the year, but they're they're peaking at the right time. Exactly. And that's why I think that, obviously, the argument that they didn't play well in the beginning of the year holds some value, but not as much as you think. And I think that the key to this team is obviously Javon Blair, and I think that they're going to need him to stay hot and keep dropping 20-plus points to have, a, uh, to have a good shot. But I got Georgetown in this game as well. I think Patrick Ewing has done a really nice job at the end of the season finishing it out, and especially, obviously, in the Big East tournament. And, uh, yeah, I got Georgetown this game. I'm expecting Javon Blair to stay hot, drop some more 20-point games, and lead Georgetown to a win here. I'd say keep an eye out for the rebounding battle in this game, too. Georgetown is a very good rebounding team. Mm-hmm. Average, average 40 a game, and that's going to be big. Second-chance points in March Madness are hard to come by. And when you get them, take advantage of them. And I don't think Colorado's going to get many of them. I think Georgetown will. Something to watch, definitely. Um, moving on, we have four-seeded Florida State. Going up against 13-seeded UNC Greensboro out of the SoCon. What are our thoughts on this game? Florida State by 20. Do you have any Ooh. reasoning, or are you just going to just say it? Well, yeah, I do have reasoning. I mean, <laughs> I mean UNCG, that only works for UNCG shoots, I think it's either 28 or 30% from three. And you cannot go up against the length of Florida State and expect to just get the two-pointers inside the paint against, against a team with that much length all the mm-hmm. time. And I don't think UNCG can run with Florida State at all. And this this game is going to be played to the tempo of Florida State, and that's just not desirable for UNCG. If they want to win, they'd have to pull off a miracle of just shooting the lights out, which I don't think they can do. They're not capable of it. The facts show. I'm with you. I mean, the SoCon not that good. in past years has been a decent conference, but this is a down year for the SoCon. And UNC Greensboro still has, what, eight losses, I think? Yeah, eight losses, 21, 21 and 8. In the SoCon, that's, that doesn't scream anything too inspiring to me. Exactly. And you're right, Florida State's too, too long, too athletic. They're super I got Florida deep. State in that game. I also have Florida State in that game. I don't think I really need to add any more reasoning other than... You got Florida State going pretty far in your bracket, don't you? I do have to mention that. I do have Florida State making a Final Four run, personally. I think that they're incredibly deep, incredible leadership, and they have a lot of talent, especially with Scotty Barnes, um, top five high school prospect that uh, Leonard Hamilton got coming off the bench for them. I like this team to make a Final Four run, personally. I, like I've said it before, I'm not huge on this Florida State team, but I think they got a really good draw. I mean, you look at it, mm-hmm. they're, I think they beat UNCG handily. 
Then they're either going to play Colorado or Georgetown, who are two teams I'm not very high on. And then you're looking at a possible Sweet 16 matchup against um, possibly a Michigan team without Isaiah Livers. I think FSU has a really good draw, and yeah, I like them to dominate this first game against UNCG. Yeah, uh, upset does not really scream upset to me when you average the same amount of assists as like an LSU team. You shoot 68% from the charity stripe, and you shoot 30% from three. That does not sound like a team that can pull off an upset in March. You're not wrong. In fact, I like Florida State to cover whatever the line is. Undeterred line is being undeterred line. Smack it. Cover. <laughs> smack the cover. Smack the cover before the line's even released. I love, call. I love it. Moving down in the east, though, we got BYU against another 11 seed plan, Michigan State versus UCLA. Now, I think that we all have some different opinions based off of who wins this play-in game. Yeah, I think whoever wins the play-in game for the 11 seed between Michigan State and UCLA is very key in our decisions. Oh, yes. I mean, I can Maybe. start it off. I thought Michigan State got... Snubbed with their seeding. I think we can all when you agree when you beat the three best teams in the Big Ten at the end of the season. at the end of the season when it matters most and they put you in a playing game that's disrespectful to the Big Ten. I agree, I hundred percent agree. And I, if Michigan State beats UCLA, which I think will happen, because once again Pac twelve no bueno. I've got Michigan State beating BYU. There is a coach team. I think Aaron Henry is. Really playing good basketball lately. They need Rocket Watts though. To play they ball. need Rocket Watts Langford to step up too, actually. most definitely. Langford as well. But if UCLA pulls off some miracle and beats Michigan State in the play-in game, then I've got the Mormons out of BYU. Yeah, honestly. And actually, I, if I'm Texas as a three seed, I don't like Michigan State as my eleven seed. That I might have to play. I don't think anyone likes Michigan State as their eleven seed. That would be especially tough. after seeing them beat three. They play tier. Yeah, they play up to their teams. competition. Yeah, exactly. I, I could. Let's just say I could very well see. Michigan State beating Texas. I'm undecided on that game. Yeah. That has huge future implications for the rest of my bracket. Alex, I know you've been kind of high on BYU lately. What are your thoughts on this game? See, this is my bracket, especially this re- this region. It could all change. But currently, as we are sitting recording this podcast right now, I'm liking BYU a lot and to go very far. I'm looking over at it right now. and Do I see BYU in your final four? Currently, as we are recording, you do. That is... I'm listen, touching the pot right I, now, and my fingers listen. are burning. Alex, Alex, I have a <laughs> question. I have a question for you. Listen, are you going to let me explain, or do you want to? I want to. No, no, no. I'll, 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 no, I'll let you explain. But I just want to know. Did does the Mormon Church have something against you, and you want to like <laughs> curry favor with them? Is that the deal? Like, like, did they take the Mormon, a did they the take Mormon a family? Mafia? Did they take a family member for hostage? <laughs> and and you need to pick BYU to go Not that far. All. I love this BYU team, and let me tell you why. Okay, senior backcourt. Led by Alex Barcello, who's shooting, what, 48%, 49% from three. So they have a really good backcourt. They have their great big in Matt Harms, the Purdue transfer. Oh, yeah. Okay? He loves to they mess with his They are a fundamentally oh, sound team, very fundamentally sound team. I like Michigan State. Don't get me wrong, but they're super inconsistent. Obviously, they're peaking right now, but I just think BYU is a much more consistent team. Obviously, if UCLA wins, I think it's a lock for BYU, but... Even if Michigan State wins, I still like this BYU team. I think they're they're much more consistent. They shoot the ball better. They share the ball better, and that's why I like BYU. All right, all right. Don't give me that. They lost to Pepperdine, and then they need overtime to beat Pepperdine in the tournament. And I hey, think but you can't say that because you can also pull out games where they almost beat the Zags. If the Zags won yeah, the went on a like, twenty-three to five run to end the I WCC think. conference championship game, the Zags would like, be a one-loss team. The Zags would be a one-loss team. BYU has six losses. Three of them were to the Zags. That's how you can look at it, I guess. It's, you it's can fair. look at it that way. 
Like, I, if you're gonna make the argument for BYU, I think that was a brilliant argument to make. Yeah, I like I like uh, Michigan State to win if they win the playing game. I don't think UCLA stands any chance against any team in this tournament. <laughs> Just sleeping on BYU. Hey, that's a we shall see. That's a classic. We I shall mean, see. U- USC USC beat them by 26 earlier this year, so. But Early Luke, in the this season. is what you always Early do. Luke. No offense, it's great to have you back. I absolutely love it. But you go pick, <laughs> you go pick out games from like ten years ago, and you're like, "Whoa, this happened." It's like you can't just go back to like the first games of the year when teams are just kind of getting their feet under themselves. Okay, I'll don't get me that. wrong. I'm I got being, Michigan I'm being, State. I'm being slightly nitpicky on this one. In fact, more than slightly. However, the entire time I have been rattling off nothing but season totals, season averages, and facts right. for almost all of my arguments except for this game. Also. Michigan State, noted very deep team. BYU is just as deep. Let that sit. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> BYU's got... No, Alex, I love your pick. I, like, I'd way rather have that than you going all chalk. So, I, I, honestly, you have my respect for that pick. But we, we got to move on here. Um, it's next, March. Next game, we've got three-seeded Texas Longhorns, who did win the Big 12 uh, Conference Tournament Championship, versus the 14-seed Albine Christian, or as Wesley likes to call them, Albino as Christian. <laughs> a slight uh, change up of words there, but I don't. I don't see Texas losing this game. No, I think SFA is the only team out of the South that can really make noise. I guess in March, or have I guess in the past made noise in March. So I don't. I don't see Texas wavering at all. I probably see Texas by at least fifteen here. I'm with you. I mean, they're peaking at the right time, exactly. as you said. Shock is smart. All the players are bought in, and they're guards. I mean, Texas is such a like, guard-oriented team, Matt Coleman, mm-hmm. Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey, like, they're all playing pretty good lately, especially Matt Coleman. He's so clutch. He's one of those guys that can lead a team on a deep run. In fact, Texas is in my Final Four. Wow. little sneak peek. Yeah, but also, you mentioned the guards, but Jericho Sims has been playing very, oh, yes. very, oh, yes. very good recently. And I think that is a huge piece to them because they need a big guy to kind of center their guards around, and he's he's been doing that and giving them great minutes recently. So I like Texas, obviously, to dominate in this first game. I like Texas in this game as well. The only thing to note is Abilene Christian is a pretty good defensive team. Yeah. So that's just the one thing you got to look out for. But I think Texas will be just fine. Fair. And then moving down into the seven ten matchup, we got UConn versus Maryland. Charlie's Terrapins started skinning at the end of the season. Picked up a good win in the Big Ten tournament, and on the ten line at sixteen and thirteen. I think this is going to be such a good game. This is a phenomenal because game. Because you got UConn, who's really peaking at the right time of year. James Booknight, Healthy. ever since he came back from injury, he's really been carrying UConn, carried him a decent ways through the Big East tournament. Um, and then you have Maryland, who was looking really, really good, got some nice wins, but then they suffered two bad losses, but then they went on and beat Michigan State, so you don't really know what you have in them, mm-hmm. but Maryland is you know, a team with a lot of juniors on it. Yeah. They've got experience. They play well as a team. Um, but my pick in this one's UConn. Betting against UConn in March Madness is just normally not a recipe for success, if we're being honest with ourselves. And Book Knight's the kind of guy that can carry a team. Mm-hmm. So give me UConn in this game, although I think it'll be a really good game, oh, yeah. and I wouldn't like be shocked if Maryland pulled out the win. Mm-hmm. I also have UConn in this game. I think James Book Knight, too much star power, and then he's going to overcome that Maryland kind of team chemistry, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maryland needs to play as a team to have a chance to win in this game. I think Book Knight can take this game over, and he's got lots of pieces around him that kind of go uh, unspoken, as you could say sometimes. But I like this UConn team a lot, and I think they're definitely going to get the job done against Maryland. I have UConn as well, and I think they win this one pretty handily, if I'm being completely honest. I think UConn has much more firepower. I like their backcourt a lot. And I think their defense is a little bit underrated. 
I think that this game is going to be a battle of who scores more points in the paint. Because neither team... I are, thought you were going to say who scores more points now. No. It's about to just <laughs> absolutely rip into you. <laughs> no. Because neither of these teams... We shall see who scores Neither of these points. teams shoot the three ball super well. They're both pretty solid defensively. And who do I trust more inside the paint? I would go with Maryland on this one. I think Hair that Dante points. Scott is an absolute force in the paint. Um, I think athletic. if Book Knight goes in to the paint, he might get swatted a little bit. Book Knight's obviously going to have a great Absolutely game. Absolutely not. He's not going to get swatted by who? Dante Scott's very athletic. He's athletic, yes, but he's not like this insane huge presence down the paint. James Booknight is a top 15. So you got Maryland in this game, Luger? I do have Maryland in this game because I think they win the points in the paint battle. Here's my only one rebuttal. Mark Turgeon, he is still the coach. Thoughts? Well, (laughs) before, 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 before you bought into Maryland, Maryland was doing good. Charlie buys into Maryland. Maryland starts doing bad. Charlie bought out of Maryland. What does Maryland do? It could be one of those things, you know? Yes. That's how important I am. I think you know, my opinion on a team actually affects like how they play. Mark Turgeon definitely has it out for me. Like his bulletin board of enemies, like I'm <laughs> in the fucking middle. He's got like all his darts pointed at me. But I think that just James Book Knight's too good. And I actually have UConn winning two games. I have them upsetting sneak peek two seed Alabama, which I think is a great transition into the next game. Two seeded Alabama versus fifteen seeded the Gales of Iona. Coached by Rick Pitino, by Rick the way. Pitino's back in the tournament. This Iona Gales team has been playing really well lately. Give me Alabama, but I do not like Alabama to cover. For Without those... knowing the line. Okay, but, but we, 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 we know the line's going really... to be around, like, what, 17? Probably around there. 15 to 17. I don't know if it'll be 17. 15 to 17? I think the Gales keep it within 15. I think Iona's the best 15 seed, though, so I think it'll be a little bit yeah, less. Yeah, you could Cleveland, State's, Cleveland State's a better 15 seed. Cleveland State is a better 15 seed. But... Sure. We all got Bama around here. Anybody yep. have strong opinions on Alabama? No. I like Bama in this one. I mean, Iona's only played like one really good, or not even really good, but one decent team out of conference, and that was Seton Hall. They get lost by like 25. So I'm going to roll with Bama in this one. Bama's a team, I feel like they kind of have a decent draw where they could make the Final Four. But then again, I could easily see them getting bounced by UConn in the second round. Okay, I, I don't know what to really gain like, from that statement, but <laughs> so you kind of like Bama? I, I'm getting out of it. I kind of like Bama. I've been going back and forth between Bama and BYU in my final four. Yeah, you've been going back and forth on a lot of things in that East region. Your bracket I'm looks, like a, marks. looks like a disaster, no offense. Um, <laughs> I mean, Iona and Alabama play very similar styles of basketball. They can, they can be prone to turnovers, but they're both very high-scoring teams. Yeah. So kind of... Kind of whoever plays better defense or whoever does it better, and that's going to be Alabama both ways. But I think Iona keep it, keeps it closer than most people think. Yeah. With that, shall we move to the south region? So if you've got your bracket in front of you, that'll be the top right region. Right. We've got one-seeded Baylor Bears versus 16-seeded Hartford. I think Baylor. Baylor by 30. You could yeah. at least, you could at least not, get the Hartford Hawks. Give Hartford the Hawks, Hawks sure. Yeah, Baylor around the horn here. Yeah, yeah. Be, no contention. It'll no be a fun second round matchup though. Yeah, if we want to go forever. right there, yeah. Um, eight seeded North Carolina, who we've been saying is peaking at the right mm-hmm. time, versus the hometown team number nine seeded Wisconsin Badgers. Wisconsin Badgers got a bad draw. Like that's come a tough on. draw. It's I a think tough draw. UNC's hot. Yes. UNC is hot. I love right I love now. UNC in this in this one. I think this is going to be a close game. I, I mean, Wisconsin played Iowa pretty close the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, I have North Carolina right now. I've been going back and forth on this game, too. I just think 
Garrison Brooks and Baycott are probably going to be too much for Michael Baycott's Potter. Baycott's been playing well lately, yeah. I think I don't think he's going to be too much for Michael Potter. He might be too much for Nate Reavers, but I got UW in this game. He will um, be too much for Nate Reavers. I think, I really think that Demetrius Trice is going to find his groove this game. I, I really do, and as a Badger fan, I really hope so. Because they need him so bad. And if he plays well, I think they win this game by like 5 to 10. I think that he needs to have 20 points. Mm-hmm. He needs to be efficient. He can't be chucking up garbage shots and step back threes and nonsense. And Brad Davison, please just shoot 30% from three. <laughs> please. I just was like, oh, if he can shoot good from three, I think this this is going to be a very good game for you. You know, Wesley, I'm with you. I'm rocking with the Badgers. Can't go against my own school in the first round. Just kind of one of those things. Although I will say, both these teams, I bet they're not liking their draw. No. If you're North Carolina, you know, sure, the Badgers have not been playing good lately. But, you know, Flash, you know, go it's back maybe three team. weeks ago, the Badgers were on what? Maybe like the four line, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And if you're the Badgers, you're saying to yourself, oh, shoot, well, we got probably the best, one of the best eight seeds in the tournament. But, I, yeah, I'm going with the Badgers. I think Demetri Trice, he's so clutch. Mm-hmm. He's that guy that will step up on the big stage. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Brad Davison. I think he's been playing a little bit better lately, uh-huh. which, you know, it's better not saying selection. that much. Better shot selection, not taking as many dumb shots. I think the key to the Badgers here is to lean forward. If they can get him going from beyond the arc, I think the Badgers win this game. And Aleem has, he was very hot in Big Ten tournament. He was. Two games, especially against you know Penn who, State. You know who Aleem Ford kind of reminds me of? Matt Mayer of Baylor. He's oh. one of those guys that streaky. he's a very streaky player, streaky. and you got to get him in his rhythm. Yeah. And I think if he gets in his rhythm, mm-hmm. Badgers are the pick there. But it should it should be a close. Wisconsin also does not turn over the ball much. They're one of the best teams in the country. Eight turnovers, in the co- number two in the country. I think eight and a half turnovers game, something like that. I think so I was right up there with. I agree. Him. I think I was three or four. Yep, a lot of Big Ten teams in the top five, but it should be a great game. Though. But, all these eight nine. Yeah, the, the way the way to beat this really good Badger defense is you got to share the rock. You got you got to move the ball around. UNC is averaging over 15 turnovers a game, or 15. I'm sorry, 15 assists a game. I was gonna say, which I, which I think, which <laughs> I think is pretty turnovers. good. Which I think is pretty good. They can move the ball in and out. Um, get get them some looks, and I think that they can knock them down. Yeah, uh, moving on into yet another 5-12 matchup. We've got five seeded Villanova playing 12 seeded Winthrop, who is out of the Big South but is 23 and one, which is interesting. Yep, um, lost team. Alex, what's your take on that game? This Winthrop team is very spooky. I like Winthrop a lot in this one. Picking them to win mainly because they have um, DJ Burns, who is a former high recruit, who I think Tennessee. was committed to Tennessee. Tennessee. Yep, and he decommitted. He's starting to play really well. And then they have a point, a lefty point guard who's like six seven, who's had multiple triple doubles. Chandler something. Yep. So he's really good. And obviously Nova not at full strength, not without their best player. So I'm gonna go with Winthrop. The only thing that's worrisome in this game is. Obviously, Nova's coached by Jay Wright. Noted one phenomenal of the coach. Best coaches in college basketball. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to roll with Winthrop. I'm also rolling with Winthrop in this game, too. Winthrop play has like a 10 to 11 man rotation. They play a lot of guys, and I think that's going to bode really well for them in uh, March, having their guys be fresh at all times, having their uh, playmakers be ready to go. And this Villanova team, you just can't, you can't say their name without saying depleted. They are more than depleted. There are two starting guards. Justin Moore, I don't know what his status officially is. I think he has a chance to he, be back. Well, he's playing. He's, he's playing, playing, yeah. yeah. Maybe hobbled. We don't know. Yeah, he did come off the bench against Georgetown. So he'll, he'll be a little bit hobbled, I assume, and obviously no Colin Gillespie, which is a huge, huge loss. That's the leader of that team. Although it's coached by Jay Wright, I still like went out to win this game with them being deep and a, uh, and a 23-1 very strong record. I like them win this game. 
I'm gonna differ from you guys here. I do have Villanova taking this game, but I could I could see it going the other way. I could see Winthrop, a team that's been hot as hell lately, yeah. taking it. But at the end of the day, it is still a Jay Wright coach team, and they still have Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and I he has the potential to have a huge game, and I think he'll need to for Villanova to win. So as long as he steps up, I got Villanova winning that game. But that's where their run ends for me. They're not winning more than one game in my brain. Yeah, if I picked them to win a game ever, it would just be one. No way. Do not pick them to win more than one game. Yeah. Luke, your thoughts? Uh, I got Nova on this one. I think that Nova's defensive intensity, and I and honestly, I don't think Nova's as bad as people think without Gillespie. I think they ran into a good Georgetown team right now at a bad time. Um, I don't know. Colin Gillespie's, Colin Gillespie's the centerpiece of that don't team. Don't get me wrong. Colin Gillespie's a great player, but Jay Wright will have the boys ready to play. And like they, they were they were up they were up eleven yeah. Juwan Howard had the boys, the boys ready, ready to play, to play. too, and and I think that Nova averaging only nine turnovers a game up there right next to Wisconsin as opposed to Winthrop averaging over fourteen turnovers a game. Honestly, I think that's that Nova defense because I think this will be it won't be a high scoring game. So I think that the Nova defense is what's going to win it for them. So you're not worried about the Georgetown loss, but what about the Providence and Butler losses? For Nova? Very valid points there from Alex. <laughs> that is a valid point. Butler um, was like a boop, boop. The alarms are just blaring. They're blaring. It's the Butler They're loss Javon because blaring. they had Gillespie in that blaring. game. <laughs> exactly. And then they lost to Providence when Gillespie went down like 12, 15 minutes in. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a role reversal, Alex, because a week ago you were arguing that Villanova can still go far without Gillespie. Interesting. Yeah, I thought they would... I honestly thought they would sneak into the four line. I didn't expect them to drop to the five, but I guess they have suffered like three losses in their last four games. So I think it's fair. Winthrop's a good team. I think Villanova actually, in the Providence game, I think they started to click a little bit after the, after the second half started. Because they were down, what, 17 at halftime? They started to click, but then they, they lose. They lose by two. They were down 17 at halftime. I would say that's clicking. They started to figure it out a little bit without without Gillespie. And then it showed well, in the Georgetown game. They did they did better offensively. They were up 11 with like seven minutes left, and Georgetown has been playing very well. And I think that they just got yet. unlucky. It happens. Hey, it's it 12 happens. 5 matchup. You never, you never, you know. never know what could happen. It'll be fun. Anything, Anything is possible. And if, and if you want to call the Big East a good conference, then I would say that you should pick Villanova this game because Villanova would have won the Big East tournament if they did not lose to Georgetown in the semifinal. That's an impulse on that, that is a definition. Yeah. You no, should, no, they would, they would have won the chip. They would have beaten Creighton. Luke, if Easily. my aunt had balls, she would be my uncle. They like, that's the way it works. No, that's <laughs> not how. No, they would. I'm saying because it's the semifinal. It's not like they had to play three more games. If they would have played Creighton in the finals, Villanova would have won. They would have won by, by double digits. Still impulse on See, Google. you don't know that. I think yeah. they would have lost to Seen Hall the next round. No. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. Um, next, we got four seeded Purdue. Playing the 13 seated North mean Texas green. Mean Green. Boiler up. Easy Boiler choice. Up. Easy choice, bro. Easy choice. Me. Travion Williams is just going to dominate that so game. So is Zach Eady. So is Zach Eady, yeah. Hey, there's... Don't forget about Jaden Ivey. Yeah. Shout out to whoever joined our bracket group and said, like, Jaden Ivey. Buy stock. Buy stock in him now. Because yep. we were talking about him earlier Alex in the guy. season. Jaden Ivey, very talented freshman. Very, and I think he's going to be a key piece to a run from Purdue. Yeah, and just like, since we all got Purdue here, I guess I'll just go into, like, the second round. Obviously, I have Purdue versus Nova. I got Purdue winning that. For you Winthrop boys, do you have Winthrop beating Purdue in the second round? I do not. I love this Purdue team. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. I love this Purdue team, and I'm super indecisive on the Purdue-Baylor game right now. Yeah, that'll be a fun one to watch if it happens. That's one of my harder picks in this this pool. It's it's tough for me, but we'll see when that comes. I got to make a decision on that. Yeah. 
keeping along here, we got six-seeded Texas Tech versus 11-seeded Utah State, two teams that I kind of like this year. Um, who wants to lead it off? I don't like Utah State. They pooped the bet against San Diego State in the finals. And when not they have really. to face, I think they did. I don't they're think they played them San Diego well, State's a six-seed, though. It's not like they're a bunch of bums. No, I know. But Texas Tech is also a six-seed. And I think Texas Tech is a better six-seed than San Diego State. So I would agree. I, so I would think that Mac McClung and the defensive intensity of Texas Tech and Santos Silva is going to be big in this game too, by the way, mm-hmm. guarding Namie's Keda. Um, and I think he does a good job on him. I think they ratchet up that defensive intensity. I think Texas Tech wins this one. See, I like Texas Tech, but for different reasons. I'm not sure the the whole Santo Silva Keda matchup is going to go very well for Texas Tech. Oh, Keda's going to Santo Silva is Keda's, a dog. Like I agree, but I just think Kate is way more talented and obviously way bigger. He's a bigger. lot more polished. But I just think overall, as a team, Texas Tech is way more athletic. They're more experienced. Mm-hmm. I just like this Texas Tech team to beat Utah State for that reason. Now I said it about a month and a half ago. I said my bold prediction was Utah State wins a game in March. I will not be picking them to win a game in March. I think that they have the uh, they have the advantage in the paint. Their Nemus kid is incredibly talented. He's, he's an NBA prospect. He's an NBA prospect, and I watched a lot of the Mountain West tournament, and he was blocking shots left and right. He had a game with nine blocks. That's all I need to say. That's <laughs> impressive as all get up. That's insane. But Texas Tech has an incredible guard advantage with Mac McClung. You could call Terrence Shannon a guard as well. Um, I think they're, they're going to dominate Kyler Edwards as well. Um, they're going to dominate the guard play, and I think they're going to win against Arkansas in the next round as well. I like this Texas Tech team to win a few games. I like them. I'm right there with you. I mean, they got Chris Beard, who we know oh, can we coach know. a team up to their highest of potential. Oh, we know. And Mac McClung, who transferred out of Georgetown, I believe, last year. Mm-hmm. He has been giving it all, his all at Texas Tech, and he's the kind of guy that can take over March Madness, you know, lead a team on a nice run. I got Texas Tech in that game and beaten Sneak Peek, the Hogs, in the next round. Okay, not so fast to Charlie and Wesley, because I have Colgate beating the Hogs in that next 14 Well, what a matchup. transition. Do you want to introduce the next game, Luke? Yeah, so we got three-seeded Arkansas and 14-seeded Colgate. I've been on the Hogs all year. If you listened when I was back on the podcast, I was saying the Hogs are underrated. They deserve more respect. They yes. got more respect, but I think this is a terrible draw for Arkansas because Arkansas is a team that plays fast. They get going. They score a lot of points. You know who also does that? Colgate, averaging 86.4 points a game this year. Yeah, that's what, second in all of the NCAA? Yeah, yeah, averaging 17.5 assists, only 10 turnovers, shooting 49% from the field, 74 from the charity stripe, and 38.5 from the three-point line. In in a game like this, I honestly think, and Colgate has some experience with players, and they gave Tennessee a run for their money last time we had March Madness, by the way, which some of their players played in when they were a 15 seed. Yeah. And that Tennessee team was a very good team. And honestly, I got Colgate in this one. I think that the play style matches up perfectly against Arkansas. Not to say Arkansas is a bad team at all, but honestly, when you look at it, Colgate has the numbers to be able to pull off this upset. They have experience and I love the toothpaste gang. <laughs> yeah, what they've only say. played fifteen games. We must mention fourteen and yeah. one, but still, it's it's another nuts on the table pick. And you know, of all fourteen seeds beating three seeds, that's you're going to pick one. That's the one I do. I mean, yeah, I you, you're well. absolutely right about the whole matchup situation with Colgate being a high scoring team as the Hogs are. But I think Moses Moody is just way too talented of a freshman. I got Arkansas in this game. Yeah, I like Moses Moody and JD Note off the bench to kind of dominate this game. I think Arkansas is just going to be too much for Colgate. I will say if Arkansas wants to win this one, I think Desi Seals needs to step up. You're saying if Arkansas wants to win this one? <laughs> you picked yeah. Colgate. I picked Colgate. 
Yeah, we know. Well, but so it's, I'm like, saying, it's still a bold thing to say, but you yeah. know, I, I like it, Luke. I, I love that passion that you bring. Nuts table, bang, bang. But Nuts. I also have Arkansas in this Blank. game. I think they're uh, too deep of a team, and I think Moses Moody's going to dominate as well. Take the over, by the way. Woo! Yeah, take the over. So, yeah, a little disagreement there, but into the next game, we've got seven-seeded Florida Chomp Chomp Gator Swamp versus ten-seeded Virginia Tech. Who do we got in this one? Wesley, you want to lead it off? Yeah, I got Virginia Tech. I think this Florida team, I don't really know if they deserve a seven-seed, if I'm going to be honest. I'm with you, actually. I feel like they were, there were teams that were on the 8-9 line who I was like, how did this Florida team get a seven-seed, and why did these teams not get a higher seed? Like It was, like for example, as in Loyola... Um, Georgia Tech, I don't know how Florida managed to still be higher than them at 15-6, and six, but I like Virginia Tech in this game. Mike Young's a phenomenal coach, coached at Wofford, yep. and taken over with Buzz Williams at Virginia Tech, and I love this Virginia Tech team, especially at a 10 seed. They've had some uh, troubles recently, I guess. It's kind of just been like an up-and-down year for them, but I really do like this team, and I think that Mike Young's really a really good leader, and he gets his guys bought into the system. And uh, I like Virginia Tech to win this game. I'm with you. Mike Young is building a culture there at Virginia Tech. If you remember that Wofford team from last March Madness two years ago, he coached them to a win in the first round. And it was also in a 7-10 matchup, if you want to kind of buy into that narrative. Hmm. But Virginia Tech, they, you know, they are a team that heavily depends on their shooting, especially three-point shooting. Um, so this game will really be dependent on that. But I just feel like Mike Young's got everyone bought in. And you're right. I think Florida was maybe a little bit overseeded, if you ask me. Mm. So give me the Hokies in that one. I think both teams aren't super impressive. I, I, I agree. With I agree. I, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you there, but but I, but I am going to take Florida. Um, I I like Colin Castleton to show up big in this game, and honestly, Trey Mann. I'm a huge fan of watching him. Uh, the way he can create, uh, especially against a Vatek team that I think is actually even overrated on the 10 line. I think that they really? should be down to like an 11. I mean, obviously... Ooh, okay. I don't know about that one. I think, they do I'm have sorry, four I think, wins I think their top talent, 25 I think teams. their talent is not is not as good as a they're, 10 seed. I, doesn't I don't. mean much, though. They have not been playing well as of late. I would say they've, they've gone 2-3 they've gone in their last five games. And they've had a lot of games and, and one and one, of those, and one of those two wins was an overtime win against Miami. And Wesley's going to make an argument about why to, pick a t- why to not pick a team later on how they played Miami. So, so you're just kind of already like <laughs> defeating that argument before it can even start. Yeah, is what you're exactly. saying? <laughs> so, in Miami, I mean, we'll we'll get there, but at the same time, not super impressive that their two, that their last two wins, they've had two wins in February and March, and those two wins were against Miami in overtime and Wake Forest, who is Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I'm with you on this one, Luke. Maybe the first game we've actually picked together today. <laughs> but, um, I think that that might be good. Pretty close, but yeah, not a contested game. I'm taking Florida. I just think Vatek, as Luke mentioned, they haven't been playing well as of late, and they've been battling a good amount of COVID problems recently. I think for Vatek to win this game, they need to be shooting the three ball well, and it just hasn't been. They haven't been shooting it that well recently. So give me Florida. I don't know. I'm just not going against Mike Young. That's me personally. One of my favorite coaches in all of college basketball. And then onto the two versus fifteen matchup, we have two seeded Ohio State. Versus 15-seeded Oral Roberts. Kind of a fun name. Do we need to talk about this game that much? Because I feel no. like everybody has Ohio State everyone, and it's not going to be close. Everyone has Ohio State, but I feel <laughs> I feel like if anyone wants to like really like go on a rant about how good Ohio State is, they can feel free. I know oh. I've got them in my Final Four. Oh, I also have them in my Final Four. I have them even further in my Final Four. Oh, boy. Would you like to tell us? Yeah, I have Ohio State winning the whole damn thing. Wow. Okay. They have the pieces that can beat you more. I don't hate ways. that pick at all. I don't either. 
They got good guards. They got good big men. They got a ton of good role players. We got Justin Ahrens, including Dwayne Washington Jr. might be the most underrated player in all of college basketball. I will 100% agree with that. He is so overlooked. He's for sure the best shooter in the Big Ten, maybe in the country. Because you can say, oh, Corey Kispert, whatever. Corey Kispert gets a lot of open looks. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne Washington does off the dribble yeah, stuff. Yeah, he fights for, fight for his own shot. It's, it's impressive. I think Dwayne Washington is incredibly underrated, and he does not get enough love for how much he's leading this team, as well as EJ. Alex, Lowe, are, you, are you joining the Ohio State Final Four club or no? I am not, unfortunately. I have him getting bounced Sweet 16 to Texas Tech. Okay. Woo-woo. All right. All right. Um, so you boys, you boys love Ohio State. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, look at look at their big guys. They got EJ Liddell, Kyle Young, obvious studs, and then you Kyle have a dark Young. horse off the bench in Zed Key, who can come on and give you very good and production. Seth Towns is and then right. Seth Towns yep. off the bench. CJ Walker, by the way, too, been very productive. Takes care of the ball, facilitates the offense. Mm-hmm. Great guard. They can run multiple different offenses with whatever they need to beat different teams, and that's why I believe Ohio State will be the national champions this year. I'm worried about Kyle Young. He has a concussion right now. I don't know how long he's going to be out. He took a monster elbow or knee to the forehead in, uh, in the Big Ten tournament. He was, he was not playing during the championship game against um, Illinois and also in the previous game against Michigan. Yeah, which they still forced up. into overtime. Exactly. Which you can buy into that narrative, I Then guess. again, by the way, Zed Key. He can step up and be that exactly. Dude. But we didn't need Kyle. <laughs> you Young and Zed Key, man. I, I love you. Got Zed like Key. two relationship with him or something. Um, off camera. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Very talented. But freshman. Ohio State, very good team out of the Big Ten. Moving on to the last region, the Midwest region, bottom right. We have one seeded Illinois, also out of the Big Ten. We saw them in the Big Ten championship game today versus sixteen seeded Drexel. We all have Illinois. Cool mascot, dragons. <laughs> yeah. But if you're looking if you're for a mascot bracket, dragon? by all means. Drexel all the way. Drexel's you better pick them to win it yeah. all. They got the fire-breathing dragons. Like, are you kidding me? I think Gauchos is pretty cool. Dude, but, like, they mean, would have a tough flame. matchup in the Sweet 16 against the Flames. Ooh. You're not wrong, yeah. Flames, but there's a flame, and then you have... The so dragon, dragon that brings the flame, flame yeah. with it. With it, yeah. It's like an that's extra... That's cool. Yeah, and that's like a one-up. So that's like an upgraded version. This is the so. kind of insight we bring you guys here at Maiden March. It's like stuff kind of... that you don't get other <laughs> anywhere else. Um, but, yeah, Illinois... They might be one of the hottest teams in the nation right now. <clears throat> Alex, do you want to go on a little rant about Illinois? Looking at your bracket right now? Yeah, Illinois is definitely my winner pick. It might change, if I'm being honest, though. Their Sweet 16 matchup against Okie State is a bit worrisome for me. But, um, yeah, Illinois is the hottest team in college basketball right now. Just won the Big Ten tournament. Iowa's playing great. Curbelo's playing great. Kofi's consistent. Curbelo's a dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's improved greatly in the past three weeks, and it's really, really been good for Illinois, and they've needed that. And you, and you, you know who hasn't stunk as much? Adam Miller hasn't been <laughs> that stinky actually, lately. That's, that's which true. Is, which is actually yeah, very uh, important for them. And Trent Frazier's been his usual self. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Georgie's been playing better as of late as well. Demonte Williams, by the way, one of the best three-point shooters in the country oh, percentage-wise. Yeah. they got a lot of players. they got a lot of guys who can contribute on any A lot time. of ways they can sting you. Yep. Moving on into, I think, the game that I might be looking forward to. <laughs> Luke, so great to have you back. Moving on to the next game. I think I'm looking forward to this game the most out of any of them. I might be as Eight-seeded well. Loyola Chicago, who, if you remember, three years ago, they pulled off that Final Four run as an 11 seed. This year they're an eight seed, playing nine-seeded Georgia Tech, the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. I think both these teams got under-seeded. I'd say. I don't, Georgia Tech at a nine Seemed a little bit disrespectful after the way they finished the season and then winning the ACC. Regardless, it's a down year for yes. the ACC. 
it's still the ACC. Loyola Chicago got disrespected too. I agree. They were it's ranked exactly. like 20th in the nation. Yeah, they them, were... them and Drake both, by the way. Yeah, both Missouri Valley on strong the, on the Drake dogs. But who we got in this game? I've got the rambling wreck. Yeah. Speak, speaking of teams that can sting you, how about the Yellow Jackets? They sting, <laughs> they sting you. Truly. They sting you on the court and off the court. Let me tell you, this Georgia Tech team has been feeling it lately. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Jose Alvarado is one of the best pure point guards that I've ever had the pleasure of watching. <laughs> Laying your eyes upon Lay your eyes upon him. He is a dog. He's a good <clears throat> defender. He facilitates an offense. He is everything you want in a point guard. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's a New York City point guard, so I don't he really is. see how you can get much worse there. I can see this game or going either way. I think it's going to come down to which big men can do more for their team. That being Moses Wright versus Cameron Crutwig. And I both think it's going to be Cameron Crutwig. Players of the year in their conference. See, I really think that they're both going to have good games, but I think it comes down to Avery Williamson of Loyola versus Jose Alvarado of Georgia Tech, and you give me Alvarado all day. I think this is going to be a tight game, but I've got the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. So let's just, like, do a holistic approach about what we know about Georgia Tech. They have ACC Player of the Year in Moses Wright. They have the ACC Defensive Player of the Year in Jose Alvarado. And, by the way, I could rant about him for an hour. Noted dog. I'll spend, like, only a minute on it. Noted hound. And they won the ACC Conference Tournament Championship. They are peaking at the right time. Jose Alvarado, every team wishes they had a player like him. He will give his 110% every single game. He's a hound on defense. He can facilitate an offense. He's a leader. They they even said uh, during the... Um, game. They said he needs winning like he needs breathing. Every team wants a player like that. And Loyola Chicago, you know, they're nothing to scoff at, by the way. If someone picks Loyola Chicago, I'm not saying that's a bad pick. I just think Georgia Tech is too hot right now, and I got them winning that game. Tough draw for the Ramblers. The Ramblers going up against the Rambling Wreck. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I got Loyola Chicago this game. I think Cameron Crutwig is going to dominate this game. He was on the team that made a Final Four run as an 11 seed. I think they have shooters around him, too. He's a very skilled big He's man. He's so skilled. So skilled. Even though he like looks like he wouldn't be that athletic or nimble, he at 255, 260 pounds, he's a big dude. But he's good with his feet. He's kind of like Travion with that passing ability as mm-hmm. well. I like Loyola to win this game, although this is the one game in the first round that if I get this pick wrong, I'm totally fine with that. Because I love watching the Rambling Wreck, too, but I'm going Loyola in this game. It's a true pick and I think this is going to be one of the better games of the first round. I love both these teams. Um, but next, we've got the last 5-12 matchup, which obviously is historically prone to upsets. 5-seeded Tennessee versus 12-seeded Oregon State, who is only 17-12 and coming out of the Pac-12, but they did win the Pac-12 Conference Tournament Championship. So you never know here. Uh, Pac-12 is a Mickey Mouse Power 5 conference. And you are absolutely right. That's why I'm going with Tennessee. I, by the way, hate Tennessee. Me too. I like, don't. I got into I arguments. I, okay, well, let me speak here, bud. But I got into arguments with Tennessee fans on Twitter saying, like, oh, they're never going to win a game in March Madness. Well, guess what, Tennessee fans? I've got you winning one game because Oregon State is out of the Pac-12, a Mickey Mouse conference. And, you know, it's really, it's kind of a cool story. They were picked to finish dead last, and they somehow won the tournament. So, mm-hmm. you know, good for the Beavers. But they're 17 and 12 in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. That is not good. I think Tennessee pulls this one out, but nothing more. I have Tennessee winning this game as well. I think it depends how their freshmen play, and I think their freshmen are going to step up and lead them to victory in this one. But yeah, I see Tennessee winning one game, and that is absolutely it. Only reason I'm picking Tennessee is because Oregon State's just bad. There's <laughs> yeah. just no way around it. They suck. Tennessee also sucks. It's the it's the battle of who sucks. Both less. these teams think. I think that's just what it boils down to. John Fulkerson, Tennessee, one of their better players, honestly. Yeah, got is in. he going to play? Oh, no. Oh, no. No way. 
No chance. He was on the sideline with earplugs in and the biggest black guy I've ever seen. He, he got, got Omar Payne of Florida had some sort of aggression against John, something against him. He held, something was held against him. He used and his he, elbows as just like a weapon of mass destruction against his face. Knocked, swung his elbow against the John Fulkerson's face, knocked him out cold. He dropped like he just got shot by a sniper from 400 meters. It was <laughs> absolutely insane. He, it was terrible, too, because it's like, it's so bad to watch that. And it was yeah, pure it violence. Was it was bad, yeah. But John Fulkerson will not be playing this game. I, at least, I don't think so. I'm not, I'm yeah. no medical expert. But my gut's telling me no, but Tennessee's super inconsistent offense. So, Luke, this brings it to you. Why do you like this Tennessee team? I like them to go to the Sweet 16. Over Liberty or Okie State? Okie State. Well, that's bold, and I'll get to why that's bold What does does Tennessee do well? Let's think about it. Play defense. defense. But it's not as good of a defense as you think, though. Okay, well. What else do they do well? They play defense well, and that is primarily why you're going to be Okie State. Okie so State, Okie State averages 16 turnovers a game. You cannot be that careless in March, even against a team like Tennessee. You might doubt a little bit offensively, even though they showed some firepower against Alabama, even though they ended up dropping that one. That Tennessee team against that Alabama team in that game, I think was a whole new Tennessee team but look, we saw this in is, February. We're obviously getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but Okie State beat Baylor, who's one of the best defensive teams in the I nation. just going to say So that. I don't know how that argument really holds any bit of water. <clears throat> they didn't turn the ball over as much against against Baylor, I think they will against Tennessee. <laughs> I don't think that you can do that day in and day out against good defenses. You can you can have you can have a good day against a good defense, but I don't think that this Oklahoma State team is going to beat Tennessee. And what? And I know we have one listener out there that's having <sighs> Tennessee make a deep run. I actually kind of support it. However, I think once they run into Illinois, they're going to face a world of hurt because Illinois does everything right. Oklahoma State. So what has Oklahoma State done? With their either 10 or 11 quad one wins, what have they done to, like, not convince you that they can beat Tennessee? Oh, I'm not not convinced that they can't beat Tennessee. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that... You're just that, going with a bold pick there, or then, or what? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that I think... It's a nuts on the table. You're, you're zigging... kind of just like Mickey Mouse reasoning, no, is what not, I'm saying. I know what he's saying, because he's, he's zigging when others are zagging. He says, I could see this happening. If it does, I'll gain one on basically it's the hard, whole field. It's hard to score against Tennessee in the paint, too. And Oklahoma State shoots 33% from from three-point land. They turn the ball over a lot. Not as good of a matchup. Baylor's not as big of a team as Tennessee is. And so they could get in the lane a little bit more. Cade Cunningham shooting the ball really well. Don't 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 obviously disrespect Cade Cunningham. He is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have a phenomenal game no matter what. But I don't know if likely can step up as much against the Tennessee team with Eves Ponds in there. All right, so as far as first-round games are concerned, obviously Luke has... Tennessee beating Oregon State in the first round like we all do. But yeah. moving on to the next game, which you've kind of already alluded to, four-seeded Oklahoma State, who is also one of the hottest teams in the nation right now, going up against 13-seeded <laughs> Liberty, who I actually think should have gotten the 12-seed instead of Oregon State. I agree. Um, I think also both of these teams got done dirty, especially Okie State. Yeah, yes. I, what? I, I thought I thought Okie State had a chance at a two-seed, to be honest. Okie State got – they have the toughest draw out of any team. Mm-hmm. They have to play the best 13 seed, hands down, Liberty. Agreed, 100%. Tennessee, I don't think that's going to be that tough of a matchup. But then you have to play play Illinois, the hottest team in the country right now. Like, you just got to feel for the Okie State fans. Like, I thought for sure they'd be on the three line, and then they drop back to a four. If you ask me, though, I don't think that it's 
anything that Okie State can't overcome because guess what? They're my winner pick to cut down the nets at the end of the day and win it all. It's going to be hilarious when they lose to Tennessee. That's going to be awesome. You Listen, know what, Luke? It'll be fun watching that game with you. You, we'll got, the right, you got the wrong OSU winning it all. I <laughs> highly suggest changing to Ohio State. Okay, why? Well, I don't know how anyone could even say that Okie State is going to lose Tennessee the way they've been playing lately. They've got Big 12 Player of the Year, Cade Cunningham, who is a freshman, but let's be real. He does not play like a freshman. No. They've got Isaac Likely down low, who is finally getting healthy, by the way. And every single player on that team is bought into Mike Boynton's system, who I think is one of the most underrated coaches in the um, Overlooked very college frequently. basketball, right mm-hmm. next with uh, Leonard Hamilton. This Oklahoma State team is legit. They've got the vibe of a team that can make a run almost like a kind of like 2011 UConn-ish team that's ranked in the 3-4 range, getting hot at the right time of year. I love Oklahoma State and Katie Cunningham. See, Okie State, I would have loved to have my championship on Oak State versus Illinois because if they were on opposite sides of the bracket, that's what it would have been. But for them to have to meet in the Sweet 16, it stinks. Obviously, I love Oak State. I called them my most underrated team in college basketball when they were unranked. Cade, Caleb Boone, Keelan Boone, Avery Anderson, they have all the pieces to make a run. Deep. I just think it's unfortunate that they run into an Illinois team. I see them winning two games and losing to Illinois. Yeah. It's going to be a great game if that actually happens. Like, if they beat Tennessee and they go on to play Illinois, that would be a phenomenal game. I also think the game against Liberty is going to be a, one of the better, probably the best 4-13 matchup. I mean, I still obviously see Oklahoma State winning this, but yeah, they're the best right. four seed by a mile. But, like, let's say, for example, that Liberty would have gotten matched against Virginia, I think it would have been Liberty. You're right. Favorite. Liberty is a good team, and I think yeah. they should have gotten them 12-line. Yeah, I agree. Moving agree. on, though, we have six-seeded San Diego State playing 11-seeded Syracuse. Belly squeaked into the bracket. Yeah. Wesley, your Syracuse orange. Yeah. I think they got a tough, tough, tough draw here. <clears throat> I do, too. Do you have Syracuse winning this game? I do not have San Diego State. I think San Diego State is honestly the best six-seed, in my opinion. Let me look at all these six-seeds mm, real no. quick. They're better, for sure they're better than USC. In my opinion, they're and the also, third they're better best than BYU. Seed. They're better than BYU. Third I think it's either them or Texas Tech. But yeah. anyways, I think that uh, Syracuse got a tough draw. Um, I think this is going to be a really good game, though. I have San Diego State winning this game just based off of Matt Mitchell and Jordan Shackle. Matt Mitchell is an incredibly experienced player, and yeah, um, but I would to- I could totally see Syracuse winning this. Buddy Bayham, oh, he's been wet. Lately. He has been hot. I honestly. I'm debating changing this pick. I do have to be honest about that. Hughes is such a culture pick, too. I mean, that's that's a reason I'm why I'm picking right Hughes, too. Pick. I, I, I have San Diego State, but could could be possible to change, in my opinion, right now. That's the only pick I'm, like, wavering on right now. So. I am always behind Hughes mode. And San Diego State is a, is a team of dogs, don't get me wrong. And they are aggressive defensively and offensively. But Syracuse also did face a Virginia team that is aggressive defensively. And in my opinion, they should have won that one. They got unlucky. At the end, it was a great shot by Reese Beekman. They choked a little bit, but they were toe to toe with Virginia. Put up pretty much seventy points on Virginia. I like Cuse in this one. Buddy Beheim's been hot. I think Joseph Girard turns it on at the right time, and I think Dolajai keeps putting up solid numbers. Playing for him. very well recently. Yeah, um, I won't lie to you. I do have San Diego State in this game. I think that they are flying under the radar almost more than any other team in the nation. They're just picking up win after win after win after um, going against quality Mountain West teams, by exactly, the way. Yeah. Mountain West got two teams in the tournament, was close to four. Um, and they were 14-3 in conference I won't, in San Diego State. Yeah, but I won't lie, I had to think about this game for a while, because whenever the calendar turns to March, it's kind of hard to pick against Jim Beheim because he's yeah. got murder on his mind. Juice mode, baby. 
And so he always brings Syracuse on those deep runs, even when they're 11 seeds like they are now. I think he's brought them to the Final Four as an 11 seed mm-hmm. before. But I do have San Diego State. You're right, Matt Mitchell, such an experienced, polished player. Give me San Diego State in that game. I have San Diego State as well. I like Matt Mitchell and Jaden Shackle. Jordan Shackle. Jordan Shackle, yep. And I don't know, Cuse, I think they deserve to be in. I definitely do. I just don't think Buddy Beheim is going to be able to carry Cuse to a win in this one. You that's know. that's the reason why I'm like absolutely wavering on this. Because you right think now. he could. Because he could. Yeah. He can drop thirty. Yeah. And, like and and to be fair, I think that the next round we all have them. We have whatever team wins out of that round losing to West Virginia, very good team out of the Big Twelve. Yeah, great segue. Next game we got three seeded West Virginia playing fourteen seeded Morehead State. Sad kind of. for Morehead State that they got this draw. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Morehead State was you know before the bracket came out. I was like, maybe I'll pick them to win a game. They looked good in the Ohio Valley Conference defeating tournament, Belmont defeating Belmont. They got NBA prospect and Johnny Broom. But what sucks for Moorhead <sighs> is he's going to have to go up against Derek Culver, who's, who's, just who's a very good big man. Maybe yeah. better than him, in my opinion. So, And then West Virginia, obviously, they've got their guards. Yeah. Um, I've got West Virginia winning this game. I do, too. I do, as well. And obviously beating San Diego State in the next round. You know, Just love Deuce McBride. Mm-hmm. He's another one of those guys. He can carry a team throughout March. I agree. I can, yeah. And then we move on to the... Long awaited Clemson fraud rut or Clemson fraud Tigers versus the Rutgers. Yes, Scarlet and the seven ten matchup. I, I'm gonna let Charlie ran on this. I'll let him talk. Right. talking. We'll As talk you know, you all have been listening for over an hour to hear Charlie's opinions on Rutgers, and boy, do I have a treat for you. So we've got seven seated Clemson playing ten seated Rutgers. Rutgers is the underdog. It doesn't matter. Rutgers is winning this game. Then they're gonna upset two seeded Houston, and then in the Sweet Sixteen matchup, they're upsetting they're upsetting three seeded West Virginia. Rutgers is going on an Elite Eight run. Now, Rutgers oh. towards the end of the year, Rutgers wasn't playing the greatest caliber of basketball. I'll be completely honest with you. However, Correct. we have to recognize that it's in the uber competitive Big Ten, and it cannot be overlooked how great of basketball they were playing at the beginning of the year when they were ranked eleventh in the nation. Alex, your winner pick, Illinois, with Io DeSumo, Kofi Coburn, all those guys. You know who beat them earlier in the year? Rutgers. Well, not earlier in the year. And what happened? What happened? So, so, did, so did Mizzou, by What happened in their next meeting? I'm just providing facts. I'm providing things that we do know, okay? We know that Rutgers. Things that we also know. Well, you're, you're being a Luke right now. You're being a Luke right now. You're pulling old matchups. I'm not at all. I'm pulling a matchup that happened and you can't deny. Well, Luke pulled a matchup Mizzou. that happened that Mizzou. you could not deny either. Are you going to let me finish my argument? Do you, do you think the people want to hear you slandering Rutgers, or do you think they want to hear me hyping up Rutgers? Hey, Answer I me that question. I think they want to hear both, actually. Yeah. Continue. What do you, they ha, they're a completely senior-led team. They've got experience. This team's been playing together for a while. Steve Peichel is a very good coach, and they've got a good high-low combo. they got guards and Geo Baker, Jacob Young, that can get it done. Um, why am I blanking on the big man's name? Miles Johnson. Miles Johnson. Wow. Rutgers Nation, I apologize. <laughs> they've got Miles Johnson down low, which as long as he stays out of foul trouble – is huge. And Ron Harper Jr., who went in a very, very, very bad rough patch during the middle of the year. I wouldn't say he's still there. He's kind of getting up to his 16, 17 points a game. And, you know, it's kind of hard to craft an argument with these guys in the background. But this Rutgers team has it. They've got one of the best closers in all of college basketball, Geo Baker, Expect an Elite Eight run from these Rutgers Knights, who haven't made the tournament since 1991. Can I, can I ask you a question? Do you think Rutgers has the depth to make this run? That is a valid point because I think if you're going to go on Rutgers and say what don't they have, it is depth. 
but it's just very important offense. in March. If you, if you go to the big, have a free throw shooting. That's another thing. Their free throw shooting is bad, but I will say it's gotten a little bit better. A Christmas as, gift. Yeah, it's gotten a little <laughs> bit better as the year's gone on. But, you know, it, towards the end of games, they can put in Paul Mulcahy, who's like a 75-80% free throw shooter, to close it out. Yeah. This team's got it. Pick Rutgers. I think we can this all... has got it. Good argument. I think we're all going to... I just crafted a five-minute argument. You can't say good argument when I just conclude it. That's just not how it works. <laughs> I think we can all, of the rest of the three of us, can say that we will probably not be picking Rutgers to win more than one game. Although I can't speak for everybody, we but... We will be picking them against Clemson. We will, I think, all be picking them against Clemson because they got a phenomenal draw. It, I, I don't know if Rutgers could have gotten a better draw. I agree. It couldn't have gone better for Rutgers. Um, this is a phenomenal draw. Clemson, great draw. They just kind of... They just suck. There's just no really way around it. They're another seven seed where I'm questioning... Why are they getting seven seeds still? They've lost. I mean, obviously you can say they've won some games recently, but it must be noted they lost to Miami in the first round of this tournament of the ACC tournament. Miami sucks. I think Miami has it's a very. It's, I'm I'm saying it's eight scholarship players. It's very very few scholarship players. They suck, and then therefore by the transitive property, which I love to implement, Clemson also sucks. And I I got Rutgers winning this game. Wesley, I, earlier in the year, um, Ron guess, Harper Jr. of Rutgers, didn't you say he was the third best player in the Big Ten? When he was playing well, yes. But I'm that, just saying, he's like, starting to kind of climb back up that mountain. I think he can peak when it matters the most. At the time when I said that statement, yes, because he was averaging like 18, 17, 18 points per game. Times exactly. have changed. If he can get back to that position. Times have definitely changed, sure. But I think out of all the 10 seeds and even almost 7 seeds, no team has the potential that Rutgers has. Rutgers shows that they can do it, as they did at the beginning of the year. I think UConn's got a lot more potential than seven, but I disagree. I think Rutgers has more potential than UConn. Oregon and UConn both have more potential. Rutgers did get a good draw, though. I can't say that I that it's not possible they beat Houston because it definitely is. Um, they do have the athleticism to play with Houston and with Houston, like Houston having, having Marcus set. I like Houston, too. I'm a big, I'm big on Houston right now. Welcome However, back. I'm saying Rutgers has the athleticism to play with them, so I can understand an argument from that perspective, but I think Houston is just a little bit better right now. The, the thing with me is, if we're looking at the next matchup, I do have Rutgers beating Clemson, but then against Houston, Rutgers doesn't shoot the ball particularly well, I wouldn't say, and Houston's a great defensive team. Very, very underrated. I just, team. I just don't think Rutgers would be able to score enough points against Houston. To At least you guys all have Rutgers in the first round. Kind of shows that you know my convincing skills are no, up there with it's, the rest. It's, it's not your Listen, semantics. It's, okay? a big, it's a Big Ten team, so I'm going to pick them. Yeah, that's how you operate. And then yeah. onto the final first round game, we have two seeded Houston versus 15 seeded Cleveland State. Houston by. F- by 30 or 40. I, and Cleveland State is not dude, that bad. But, but I, Cleveland but dude, State's no. a defensive team. How can you even say Houston by 40? I think Houston's winning this game by a lot. Cleveland State was showing us something in the horizon. Their bench mob is reminiscent of 2015 Monmouth, for those who remember. All you had to say Watch is out. horizon, and, and you lost me. That's what, that's all I'm going to say about I'm that. Sorry, all but, Houston, I'm dude. sorry, it's but not. if there's one 15 seed that could upset the two... It's Cleveland State upsetting Houston. It's absolutely not. Just it's because Iona. it's Iona. Just because Houston has lost to East Carolina and like, well, maybe like Tulane. Yeah, no. so another Buns team. I think UCF, but still. Yeah. But yeah, like Houston has suffered very bad losses that would be on the same caliber as like a Cleveland State loss. But yeah, we've all got Houston there. But yes. Um. So that Houston. just that wraps up all the first round games. 
Does anybody want to share any, like, you know, kind of as we call it, nuts on the table? Sorry that that's not PG. Any nuts on the table picks that they've got? Because obviously we'll share Final Four before we close it out, but any bold picks? Obviously I've got Rutgers in my Elite Eight. I have a four seed in Okie State winning it all. What do you guys got? Um, I've got BYU in my Final Four right now. Six seed BYU. Six wow, seed of BYU. I've been going back and forth on this LSU-Michigan game as well. Um, currently, I have Michigan in my Elite Eight, but I could easily change that to LSU-FSU. We'll see. Alex goes to one Mormon church service, and all, the, <laughs> and all of a sudden, he becomes a big BYU fan. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see it. Yeah. Uh, one of my bold picks, Florida State Final Four. I think uh, that would surprise a lot of people, but it will not surprise me based off how deep this team is and how good of a coach Leonard Hamilton is. Uh, they're a team that you do not want to overlook at all. Luke, you got any uh, any nuts on the tables that you want to? I feel honestly, honestly, Colgate. I feel like was a nice nuts on the table. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, yeah. And and honestly, I Ohio agree. State versus Illinois in the semifinal again. Having a, saying Ohio State's going to win that rematch of today, I think that's pretty nuts on the table. So Ohio State's going to win. Yeah, and then before we close out here, should we all say our final four mm-hmm. and then final two, obviously in championship picks? I can lead it off. Coming out of the West region, I have one seeded Gonzaga. Coming out of the East, I have three seeded Texas. Coming out of the South, I have two-seeded Ohio State. And finally, out of the Midwest, four-seeded Oklahoma State. And then in my national championship game, I've got one-seeded Gonzaga versus four-seeded Oklahoma State. And Cade Cunningham and the Oklahoma State Cowboys, coached by Mike Boynton, will be cutting down the nets in Indianapolis, beating Gonzaga 81-76. to There it is. It's okay. really going to hurt when they get bound Sweet 16. Yeah. But my that's my, my final four goes as followed the West. I got number two seed Iowa coming out of there. That's some bias, true, but I think that they've been itching for a rematch with the Zags. It's going to be a good game no matter what. Do I think the Zags probably have a little bit better of a chance to win? Yeah, but everybody wants to see Iowa in the Final Four, so let's make it happen. Um, and also, I also, I think there is a chance that Zags could get bounced by Oklahoma if they start playing well. That's potentially... I, you You see that already, I Alex? see that as well, and I also think Iowa can get bounced second round. I think... By VCU or Oregon? Oregon. Okay. Or, okay, no, that's ridiculous. All right, moving moving on. I have, <laughs> yeah, I have in, you lost me. In the East, I have number three seeded Texas coming out. I think it would be Michigan, but without <laughs> Livers, probably not going to happen. Uh, then I have number two Ohio State coming out of the South and out of the Midwest. I have one seeded Illinois. So and almost the same the final four in the championship team. game. I got Ohio State versus Texas. Not the same. Even close, really. We have two of the same. We have three. Um, no, two. Two. He has Okie State, not Illinois. I thought you both had Texas. Oh, you picked Iowa. Yeah, yeah I yeah. forgot. Now, who's yeah. your championship game, Luke? Uh, Texas versus Ohio State. That's going to be a high-energy game, a lot of fun to watch. And I got Ohio State winning it all. I got Dwayne Washington as tournament MVP, cutting down the nets. All right. I like it. I like it. My final four coming out of the West, I also have Gonzaga Bulldogs. I really, I mean, it's kind of a lame pick to say that they're the best team, but They've actually exceeded my expectations preseason. I thought they, they haven't were... shown you any reason not to trust them, really. Exactly. Yeah. I really want to see how they're going to be coming. Uh, having having not played much competition in the past two three months, I want to see when it really ramps up. How they how they start playing. They got Florida State four seed out of the East, Ohio State uh, the two seed out of the South, and Illinois the one seed out of the Midwest. So Luke and I have South and Midwest, South and Midwest are exactly the same. And then uh, in my final game, I got Zags Illinois, and I have Zags winning it all. I know it's probably not. there's just no way Zags beat Illinois. Like, Illinois is just going to beat them. That's just how it works. 
I shall see. I disagree. I think it's kind of a lame pick to pick Zags, but I really, truly believe that there is no team that can beat this team. Alex, your bracket's looking like garbage already, even though it's still only Selection Sunday. But do you want to share it? Do you want to share it for the fans? Like, Final Four, like, I got three one seeds in there. I got the Zags, Baylor, and Illinois. But then I got BYU, you know. Six seed. Dark Horse. Six seed. They're going to make a run. Then in the national championship game, I have the Zags versus Illinois. Give me Illinois. I made some bold predictions about them early in the season. I like them to win it all. They're the best team in the nation. All right. This was fun. This bracket breakdown. Bring Young University. <laughs> Luke is in. Luke's losing hey, his don't mind. Sleep. Don't sleep. But this Marbles are falling. Um, we hope that everyone has fun watching March Madness. I mean, it's been a two-year wait, not even a one-year wait, this which is, is long enough as is. And we'll check in with you guys after the first round games. See where we were right, where we were wrong. I think there's going to be very few instances of where I was wrong, personally. But, you know, you never know. And just one more shout-out. Go join our Bracket Challenge on ESPN to win $40 and it's free entry. You know, we're doing this for you guys. We love, you know, the loyalty you've shown us throughout the year. And Yeah, we are actually closing in on 60 people joining our Bracket group. Wow. And we Already. still have... Sunday only. We're only yep. a couple hours into releasing this, so... Yeah, so that, we still got five... That shows how loyal Made March Nation is, honestly. It really... You know, it makes my heart warm. But until next time, this is Made in March.